folks. This is fresh off the wire. Lamar Jackson just tore both of his ACLs. Lamar Jackson, the MVP of the 2019 season, has torn both of his ACLs. It's undeclared as of this point what the injury is. But the cause, there is no doubt. The cause of Lamar Jackson's two torn ACLs is a Madden fucking curse. Which is a very real thing. Or is it? Who was on the cover last year? Uh, Patrick Mahomes. How'd that work out? Pretty good for Patrick Mahomes. I believe he won a Super Bowl. Yep. 5,000 passing yards. I think he did. Yeah, he what actually did. What they say about blind squirrels? Come on now. That He's... thing's real. Madden curse is real as fuck. <laughs> I think the more accurate representation of the Madden curse is it was real. And it was really real at one point. Yeah. But that shit's been busted for a while. So quit annoyingly commenting on our post that Mahomes broke it. Mahomes didn't fucking break it. That shit was broken over a decade prior. Yeah. I mean, you look at Tom Brady uh, had an MVP season during his batting cover year. Um, Odell Beckham, his best year ever was that year. You get Mahomes' dick out of your mouth. Half of America. Yeah. Most of you didn't even watch football before, and you see this floofy-haired uh, Gen Zer, and you get all wrapped up. I haven't seen a player bring in such uneducated fans like Patrick Mahomes in quite some time. No, seriously. Uh, he, he's bandwagon staple. Oh, I mean, he. But think about it. He's a he's a dream bandwagon candidate. He's oh, he's, sure. he's a quote unquote safe black guy. People are just like sure. all over it. And wow! Well, yeah. accurate. Wow. wow! Swinging for the fences there, Derek. <laughs> I mean, that's how some people would view him or describe him. I don't. I mean, I'm I'm all for anybody. I don't give a shit. Oh, backtracking hard. I'm not. I I said quote unquote. That's a that's a quote, not by me. So the biggest news of the week. It's really not that big of news, but fuck, we don't have sports, so here we are. Biggest news of the week, Lamar Jackson is on the cover of Madden, which led us to then look into, because there's been a lot of debates in our comment section, as there always are. Thank you for always keeping it racist. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually... Our comment section can be tough. Nothing if not consistent. It can be tough. And the, the thing is, too, like you can tell the, the real hardcore fans of the, of the sports memory are not. No. The comments always start off good. And then about an hour or two in, just take a terrible turn. No, what happens is people like bring their friends in. That's probably what it is. their friends in a post. Yeah. And that is where the racism starts. It's pretty <laughs> for sure. And that's when we have to start banning people. Yeah. So. Lamar Jackson announced, and the whole the whole thing is Lamar Jackson is a really polarizing player for whatever reason. Um, people hate him, they love him. It's weird. He, he's actually a really good dude. I don't really know why he's so polarizing. Is it because he can't throw a spiral? I mean, I would think that's pretty integral to being good at the position. But why do people want to take him down so hard? And why are people? Why do I hear nothing about Josh Allen? You know, saying in, in terms of the caliber of player they are um, at. By my calculation, one of them has an MVP and one of them is a pretty damn average quarterback. One of them plays in Buffalo. It's true. <laughs> not wrong. Uh, Buffalo is not the most controversial pl- like 
who who is Buffalo's rival? Like, yeah, you know what I mean. So, like, it's a good point. Lamar Jackson has the Steelers Canada. as as a rival. Yeah, uh, and, a very vocal group. And Baker Mayfield, right? Like for the Browns and stuff like that. So, like, there's sure. there's real competition, and there's there's reason to point at him. And he plays for a really successful team. Buffalo has not been really successful prior to this in over a decade. Sure, um, and they're Buffalo. They don't have a rival that is of consequence. Sure. So I think that, I think that, that plays a lot to do with it. And the football purists hate him because he, he, it's different. You know, the people, some people aren't adopting the change. Um, so far, the, that style of quarterback play has always been a gimmick and, and kind of fades out. Even people who looked really good doing it. Um, but eventually who's to say that, that it doesn't become the way that quarterback positions played in the future. So back to the Madden curse, uh, it's been the talk and it's been a lot of our memes and yeah, the Madden curse, everyone knows about it, but how long has it been a thing of the past? A very long time. I'm so sick of people saying Patrick Mahomes busted it. It's not even close to the truth. So we look back at the history of the Madden curse and it looks like a lot of you guys did research on this. So does anyone want to lead off on this? Yeah. I mean, I, again, I, this is from a CBS article uh, two years ago, but I didn't realize they put Barry Sanders on it right like right then he retired like that was like i don't remember that because i was 11 years old yeah at the time um but that's crazy they put him on the madden cover and then he retired so like like every scary movie has an origin story was barry sanders the origin story of the madden curse i'd say maybe Uh, I mean, he could have been. Uh, obviously, having to go for Dorsey Levens on short notice did not help anything because uh, he probably never belonged on the cover in the first place. Um, the, for me, the first Madden cover I really remember was Eddie George, kind of 2001. I think that was the first year it was on Xbox, which is where, what I played it on. Um, but if you look at some of those early guys, it's either guys who, who played or aging running backs, which we, we talk about, you know, the injury uh, occurrence at that position all the time. It's guys who are maybe a little bit past their prime at the quarterback position. You know, the one year they had Brett Favre on there as so a tribute to his career. Well, if they're doing a tribute to your career, you're past your prime. So you're, you're kind of poised for issues. Or uh, Newman was saying, we were talking about a little bit before the show, they always did it as a follow-up to a guy having a really big year. So just the, the, the likelihood of a regression was just built in no matter what. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, I said exceptional year, right? So typically these guys have MVP caliber performances. How many people win back-to-back MVPs? You know, that rarely happens. So for a guy to have an MVP performance, you should expect him to then fall off of that performance. Makes common sense. Yep. Everyone remembers Garrison Hurst's MVP performance that got him on the Madden cover. Yeah, no kidding. The fuck like how unpopular video games like Gar- so garrison hurst for that was, my, that was my the calculations cover, right? yes he was on the first madden cover so that's a weird so they did not even know what they're doing at that point it's a weird trivia question that a lot of people wouldn't get i don't even know what i would fucking guess but yeah for years it was like this self-grandizing uh just madden was on the fucking cover wasn't the uh wasn't the original madden studio in california san francisco does that have anything to do with it because i know tiburon that would have moved to is in is in orlando but I think that studio started in San Francisco. I have no idea. So that could be a, a reason why. Sure. Because sure. I can't think of another reason why you put Garrison Hurst on the cover. But see, I, I mean, he, he was a pretty good player for, for a stretch of time there. And then he played at the Georgia Dome yeah. and uh, blew out, I think, both of his ACLs or something like that. 
he had, a, he, he had like Achilles a Achilles or something. I don't like remember a bone exactly. Die or something like that. He had like some kind of weird. I think he had like a bone in his lower body. I can't remember where it was, but I think he had like a bone die. I, be- I believe they attributed a bone it die. To, I, I yeah, believe they attributed like a, to the turf. Yeah. In, in the Georgia Dome, as ma'am. I'm, issue. I'm sorry. We don't think your husband is going to make it. His bones are dying. Yeah, no, I think it had like from whatever it didn't have blood supply or something like that, and it like I think he had it literally had was it like a eye. dead tooth in your body, right? Yeah. But you have, you have a lot of little, like little bones in your your feet and wrists that don't get a well, lot of blood. Well, well, let's take a look. So from macro perspective, it starts out with Garrison Hurst. Uh, this website's claiming it strikes. Uh, Dorsey Levin, of course, was a backup um, guy. They wanted Barry Sanders originally. Then we go Eddie George again. These are all aging running backs at this point. Um, and then it really, truly starts in Madden 2002 with Dante Culpepper on the cover. Tiny hands. Who then suffered a horrific injury. Um, I believe it was that year. No, maybe it wasn't that year. I think he just had a, ba- a down year. This may have been the year that they traded Randy Moss. But then after that. record as a starter. I think they benched him that year. It's, it's undisputable, though, that from then on, the Madden curse was a very real thing. Yeah. Uh, Marshall, oh. M- Marshall Falk. Um, then Michael Vick, Vick was the worst man. Vick, Vick was arguably kind of, and that was the I year think he, the I think he broke his ribs and missed like two thirds of the season. Do you know any, anyone who had taken Michael Vick in the first, uh, first round of the, the fantasy draft that my, year? My dad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember we're literally sitting there, I think during the draft, uh, and he, we had taken a slight break to watch a little bit of preseason football. And then there, there goes the injury and your dad is just yelling in the other room. Yep. He literally picked him number one overall. And I'll never forget it. Matthew Barry was just all I over. Think, I think that was later. No. I Matthew th- Mar- Matthew Barry was all over Michael Vick's dick. And my dad my dad bought into it, picked him number one overall. Never fucking do that with a quarterback. It doesn't matter if they're rushed for twelve hundred yards a, a season. Never ever do that. And then he broke his leg in the preseason game he was playing on the in the other room. It was insane. It's funny. Yeah, it, so it just keeps going. So Michael Vick, 2004, 2005, Ray Lewis. Torn hamstring. Uh, Donovan McNabb. These are like the yep. ends of these guys' careers, some yep. of them. Uh, Sean Alexander, who was definitely at the end of his career when that when that came up. Yep. Yeah, so that was also just, one of the best Madden games ever, though. That was a phenomenal Matt. Like, I, I don't remember exactly what they changed, but I remember it was It was the last one before the next generation. Um, so usually those are good. And then, then the next one after the, the new generation. So 08, they're terrible. So yeah. Vince Young in 2008, who I would argue was probably the most questionable Madden cover choice of that, all time. That was the year that I think they did the split one too, where they had, uh, they launched it in Latin America and also had a Latin American cover with uh, the defensive end from the, the Chargers. Oh, Sean, Luis, Sean Lu- oh. Luis Castillo, I think it was oh. his name. Weird. Yeah. Don't, don't recall that. But neither, neither player played well. So it was, it was double on that year. So, Obviously, he had an atrocious year. He was out of the NFL a couple years later. Uh, and then goes Brett Favre in 09. And then we got this weird duo of Larry Fitzgerald and Troy Paul Malu. Which, by the way, Larry Fitzgerald had an exceptional year after that cover. Yep, he did. But Troy Malu... Couldn't have two better people, by the way. Just right. two phenomenal yeah. humans. Troy Paul Malu's career was pretty much uh, in the dust at that point, And he had a really bad year that year. Yep. Um, but then we come to Drew Brees. He had a bad year, too, actually. Who, 
had the worst year of his career. Yeah. Like, worst, worst season of his career. Oh, and the then one of the my, most, my one favorite, of the, my favorite. the fan Peyton vote. Hillis in 2012, who, by the way, if you had Peyton Hillis that year, it was a magical year. And I certainly did. I, he, I he scooped, a, I scooped him in one league. He was a waiver wire pickup. Mm-hmm. He, you, you could play him. Um, he was a fullback fullback. It was, eligible, it was yeah. weird. Yeah. So very nice. Humble brag there. Mr. Forbes. Yeah, I mean, hell. But, dude, then in 2013, or I guess it's actually 2012, the Madden curse just gets destroyed. So if you're actually looking for the guy that busted the Madden curse, it's not fucking Patrick Mahomes. It's Calvin Johnson, who had the best year of his career, the year he was on the Madden cover. Worst thing that happened to him is he still played for the Lions. (laughs) Yep. Everything else was great for uh, Megatron that year. Yes. Kind of a similar problem that Barry Sanders was having. Newman, gun to head. If you had to spend your career in Cleveland or Detroit, where are you spending your career? Cleveland? Yeah. Oh, my God, no. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I don't know. I think Detroit. it's a wash. <laughs> yeah. I, at that point, I'm just going, like, what else is going on in the city? Yeah, and that, I think that, that's exactly what, what, what I my head went Cleveland's to. better uh, by a narrow margin. And so from 2012 on, it was pretty much hit or miss. So the Madden curse has been busted since I think, 2012. I think AP had a bad year. No, he did. Yeah, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah, it's it, been there, on and off. There, there's been on and off. But, but honestly, it's also like, what do you consider a curse? So since OBJ, it's been pretty much all up. If you look it through, I mean, no, so it depends. Gronkowski the immediate year after. Yeah, but I mean, he also won a Super Bowl ring that year. So, but he got injured and didn't yeah, play almost the did entire. Did he season. have a good season for his standards? Is kind no, of the, not well, a question. So he had he had his standard season. He played about half the games and was good in the games he played. Antonio That's Brown a standard Gronk brought the curse back, right? But Gronk has had exception like better. Years so Antonio that. Brown had a weird off season, but he had a hundred catches yeah. for thirteen hundred yards. He still had a really good season. He had a great season, but then that's the off season he went crazy. So. Um, depends how you how you count the curse and, and does it apply until he starts the next season or not? I don't, I don't know. He but, ruined his career. I mean, let's just say he that's where he nosedived his career yeah, was not during the while season. He was the Madden cover. I mean, yeah, but the the season directly following him on the Madden cover, he actually had a good year. Yeah, so he he was like a top ten wide receiver. So I don't know if yeah, you consider my, that a curse exactly, and it's all subjective. Yeah, my bias. So is coming do you remember when sure. we thought that the Madden curse was real last year when Patrick Mahomes hurt his knee? And the prognosis was like it could be six weeks, could be eight weeks. And then he ended up missing, like, I think, like two weeks. And, and it was Matt, nothing. Matt Moore salvaged a couple of victories for yeah. him. But right away, everybody was like, oh, it's the Madden curse. That's that's what's got him. But then it ended to, up being to nothing. To be fair, he didn't play up like as good as he did the year before once he came back because of the injury and stuff sure. like that. And, he has um, such a head start. I think what this all yeah. boils down to is you're, people are applying a curse to what really is just a really rough sport yep. in the NFL. Yeah. Um, and like you said, the majority of players that are on the cover uh, just experience a career year the year prior. And so if you look at almost any player that has a career year, they always take a tumble the next year. It's, it's Otherwise, it's not a career and year by definition. And it's just a brutal sport. I mean, we, t- we, we draw parallels back to fantasy football all the time. I mean, drafting handcuffs is a thing for a reason. Running backs get hurt. Like, there's just no way around that. It is interesting to look at the players who haven't had it, though. Like, Peyton Manning's not on that list. So um, he, in the beginning of his career, had a exclusive deal with NFL Fever. So he was on NFL Fever like three years in a row uh, when they launched oh, that on Xbox. I'd never even heard of NFL Fever. Yeah, I think it was Xbox exclusive. <laughs> and when that launched, he had an exclusive deal with them. I don't know how long they had his likeness and, and if that carried over, and that's why. But I know the beginning, the kind of his prime career, um, those, those prime indie years, he was on the cover of NFL Fever. 
I don't and they gave him like 75 speed for it. It was ridiculous. He was a freak athlete. What, what speed should he have? Uh, he's a fucking, he's like a 40. Like, <laughs> let's be honest here. I mean, what is Tom Brady's speed? It's, it's, it's possible that Peyton Manning wasn't on the cover because he doesn't like the sellout. Unlikely. <laughs> The only, yeah, the only person. Damian Tomlinson. So he I mean, again. There, there's so that's a, a lot funny of good players. That's a good. Haven't been on there. That's a good segue. So uh, so Ladanian Tomlinson actually turned down the Madden cover. Um, this was because back, of the curse. Yeah, right? this is back when the the fear of the curse was was legitimate. Wasn't it the um, year after Sean Alexander? I think. Yeah, I th- I yeah. Think so. I think it was oh eight. I think it was right after. It was Sean it was the year Vince uh, Vince Young was on the cover. So yeah, oh eight. He turned down uh, the Madden cover. They offered it to him, and he said he didn't want it. He said it was because there was a, there was a dispute over um, making an agreement for his likeness and with 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 uh, with EA, but some people are speculating he just was a kind of afraid of the curse and didn't want to be on the cover. What was your favorite Madden? Favorite Madden. Oh um, seven was really good. Oh four was really good. Probably probably oh four. Yeah, but 04. Yep, I agree. Oh four and oh seven. I mean, that was that was prime high school in the beginning of college, like kind of my peak times of where I played played Madden. So, yeah, yeah was, I don't want to I don't want to steal that from you, but yeah, that's, that's that was back when if somebody picked the Falcons, I would just quit out of the fucking game. Yeah, do you remember how much of a of a, of a weapon Brian Finneran was in that game? Yeah, because because he was always open on that left sideline. Always, you could do little you could do little hook out like little button hooks, yeah. and just fucking scramble yeah. with Vic, and anybody could get open because you could run from sideline to sideline. And that's so that year fast. they what was that? I can't remember what the stick was called, it was like precision stick or something stick. But you could literally run with Vic and like use the thumb stick, the right thumb stick, to call for blockers, and you would like point at a guy and be like block him. And then you would just yeah, you know, I remember cut off that. that. Yeah, that was it, pretty cool, actually. It was really cool. They kind of got rid of that, and I think Michael Vick broke it from a mechanic standpoint because exactly what you said. <laughs> right. Every professional tournament was being won by whoever played with the Falcons, was, and then it got really stale the competitive scene because it was just like Falcons versus Falcons, Falcons versus Falcons. You think that'll happen well, I, with Lamar Jackson this year? So usually, when they put a player on the cover, they they rework some kind of mechanism, some kind of game mechanic. Um, that is specific to that player. Like we talked about that with like Ray Lewis and the hit stick and, and all those other you know players. So they they could really work in some kind of agility or uh, ball carrier. Don't you have to make his throwing better if it's actually going to be a cheat code to use him though? I know, but that's the thing too. Like everybody plays the, the ultimate team, the, the pay for one ultimate team, and they use a lot of like concept cards in that. So there's going to be like a concept card where he's actually able to throw a fucking football and he's going to be unbelievable. So I know for me uh, to speak on that, like just the untouchability of of that. I quit playing Madden like half a decade ago, but when Curry, um, Pete Curry, he was unstoppable in two K. Two Ks replaced my Madden. Like I play more, I play more two K than any video game. Like, and you can pull it from half court, and if if you have if you have a shot motion down, you can make it from Curry. Every was time. he on the cover? I don't think he was. Um, so so there was actually a point during that season that when Stefan Curry's shooting percentage from half from the half point uh, or half half uh, half court line was actually better than Andre Iguodala's shooting percentage from like inside of two feet of the basket. So yeah, you're better geez. off having the, I'm talking real basketball. I'm not talking video game. Yeah. Like you're better off having Stephen Curry shoot from the half court line than Andre Iguodala shooting a layup. Man. Hmm. But I mean, there's cheat codes in every, I, I in every game, but that's but, just uh, stupid. <laughs> Yeah, All right, guys. Curry made 2K not fun for a while there, just for that exact reason that you brought up, Drew. Like you play against Vic in 
in in Madden. It's like, ah, no, I'm done. Curry been, was the same way. There's been a lot of players like that. Uh, there was a there was a year that Ricky Williams was just unstoppable, and yep. you could just That's rush two, him. 2001. Yeah, I think it was the year he broke the carry record. Yep. And then like Deshaun Jackson, that one year, you, there's nobody could cover him. It's just right. There's players like that. All right, guys. Well, we're going to move on here, uh, and this is this is the first for us. But uh, we're going to start a series where we basically interview other pages. Um, in this case, uh, this is a guy from a page called I don't really know what the official name is called. Uh, Big Hurt Rocks um, on Facebook. He's definitely not photoshopped by Brent, so I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, you know, in terms of labeling himself. He's a very interesting guy. Um, I have known about him for a long time without knowing about him at all. I've seen his work in so many different comment sections on so many different pages. But we're about to bring on Brent Henderson, the person that runs the page uh, at Bert Big Hurt Rocks. And I got to ask him about what the origin is that of that name is because I'm very confused by it. Yeah. Makes me wonder if it like predates this. Yeah, it probably does. Hey, Drew. Brent. How's it going, man? Ah, dude, I'm doing good. Good, good. This sultry southern accent we've heard so much about in the flesh. Everything you thought? Oh, man, it's everything I thought. Ooh, that thought got me going, though. <laughs> I, see, I, got go- I got goosebumps right now. Yeah, Talk a little more, Brent. yeah you up. should. <laughs> yeah, it gets worse. That's good. It's beautiful, man. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I actually heard somebody, uh, or I saw somebody comment on your post and said, uh, what did he post? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so Leonardo DiCaprio on, uh, Django Unchained and very apropos, man. Uh, yeah, very much. That's uh growing up in upstate South Carolina will do to you. And, <laughs> and I'm one of the least Southern people of all my friends. So you can imagine what they sound like. Holy like they shit. Need, yeah. Yeah. They're almost, uh, like they would eat subtitles. If they had a, like a television show, for sure. Are all of your friends Foghorn Leghorn? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't it's heard like that the, one before, uh, but yeah, very much so. Yeah, it's like I'll the say, show. I'll say, I'll say. It's like that show they hunt yeah, alligators. Say, yeah, they, they have, they have the yeah. subtitles on. And it's like technically they're speaking English, <laughs> right? Mostly English. Yeah. Hey, so Brent, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. Uh, it's an honor. Uh, like of I course. said. Like I told you, man, I I just I literally just discovered your actual page just like probably like a month ago, um, right. and dude, I've been I've seen I've seen your work around so often, so we have so many questions. So I yeah, guess give it to me. I guess really the the beginning is like how did this all get started? Um, I had a couple of buddies from a, a mixed martial arts page I was I've been a member of for. 10 years, 11 years that they kept sending me crying Jordan memes or tagging me on them on Facebook back in, I guess, early 2016. And, and so I was like, well, I'll try this. And I did a couple of them and sent them into the, what people consider the main crying Jordan page. And they got published and felt like a celebrity. Like there were 6,000 followers on the page back then. (laughs) And it was like, man, you just got posted on crying Jordan. They got like 6,000 followers. And I was like, yeah, so let's keep doing this. And so I kept doing it and uh, kind of became uh, friends with Bryce Wood, who is just like, he's the OG crying Jordan guy. He's the guy that made like all this possible, really. Like uh, he was, he kind of mentored me. I kind of saw it as a challenge to, to do stuff like he was doing. And, um, and then he kind of, 
uh, outgrew Crying Jordan and is now like the head illustrator for or the head editor for Sports Illustrated. So if you see a Sports Illustrated cover that's got an edit on it, Bryce did it, and uh, and so it just kind of started from there. And uh, they made me into men on the page because I was doing stuff. I get sports updates from Leacher Report, and because I do all my edits on my phone. And so, do you really? Like said, yeah, yeah. I use an app. It's uh, it's called Juxtaposer. That's uh, unfortunately only available for iPhone. But like I get a I get a um, an update from Leacher Report, and within a minute I'd have a Crying Jordan done, and I I send it into the Crying Jordan page, and I'm like sitting there waiting for him to check the message, and like three or four hours have passed. And I'm like, dude, I had to send into you like five minutes worth of the breaking news posted. So they made me an amend, and so I was getting stuff posted and. And that page started growing like crazy uh, just because, like, seriously, before Yahoo Sports would post anything, there's a crying Jordan up on Facebook. Oh, yeah, so, man. Um, yeah, and, and then that page kind of sold out and uh, asked to be disassociated with it and just have my own little <laughs> my own little fun page where I have a, a great group of idiots in the comments that, um, you know, uh, make me happy. So it, it makes it all worth it. Oh yeah, man. That's that's what it's all about. So when did the when did the big hurts rock big hurt rocks come in? Oh, that man. That's been my screen name since uh, I'm I'm guessing uh, dial up internet. Like uh, that was my eBay. I, I'm a I'm a Frank Thomas fan. Um, like I've got a my license plate back in 1991. That tells kind of how old I am. Uh, was big hurt. Um, my birthday gift in 1990 was a Frank Thomas jersey. And so, like, when it came about, and it's like, oh, let's make a screen name. It's like, all right, Big Hurt Rocks, why not? Hmm. And and then it just kind of stuck. So uh, that's that's where that comes from. That's been around for, gosh, about as long as eBay's been around, I guess. That was probably the first place I ever ever made that. Wow. So, so is that from his time at Auburn that you became a fan of Big Hurt? Or? No. Uh, well, he grew up not far from where I grew up, so I kind of – watched him through high school and kind of kept up with him because we had a we had a couple of guys that went pro from from my high school team well one that didn't really see any time but um in the pros but um Matthew Lecroy from Clemson who split DH time in Minnesota with David Ortiz um he was the catcher on my team um I guess he graduated the year after I did and then went to Clemson but um you know keep up keep up with all the local sports and um Big Frank was always in the papers around my house back before the internet. And you actually have papers. Uh, so kept up with him there and then kind of followed him through Auburn. And then when the Sox drafted him, uh, that was right about the time that every single person jumped on the Atlanta Braves train with Sid Bream scoring against the Pirates that time. And everybody around here was an Atlanta Braves fan, but couldn't name a person on the team. So I was like, well, well, it's like I'm a Sox, uh, a Sox fan now. So, uh, yeah. We, we don't disparage Pittsburgh sports on this podcast. <laughs> right. right. That's, that's, yeah. I, I figured that. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry to bring that up. Now, we disparage uh, the hell out of Pittsburgh sports. Don't listen to that fool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you, uh, do you use Nugenics then? What's that? Nugenics. Frank, Frank Thomas is. Uh... <laughs> I have, guess you, not. have you seen that commercial, Frank? You look like you can still play. <laughs> oh no, um, no. Oh yeah, I have seen that. Yeah, and I and I've been looking for the big hurt beer uh, everywhere just to have a six pack of it here at the house, but um, they they don't sell that in North Carolina. So, so Frank hurt, you know, or Frank 
Big Frank Hertz. Thomas. Yeah, the big Frank Hertz. Thomas. Hertz. Sorry, Frank <laughs> Thomas. Um, he he endorses right now uh, testosterone pills, which something right. wrong with that. It's, it's certainly not as embarrassing as like Jimmy Johnson hawking boner pills. <laughs> right, right. It's a close second. It's right. a real close second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm more the big hurt pinball phase. You know, that's uh, uh, more or less the eugenics phase of Frank Thomas's career. So, Brent, um, you're one of these interesting guys, and there, there's there's not a lot of people like you on social media because there's so many fucking pages out there, right? Um, right. You know, on, on Instagram, on Facebook, and a lot of them. Pretty much all they do is steal other people's material, and right. and you pretty much are almost one hundred percent original. I see you post every now and again, now and then, other people's material, but for the most part, you're almost one hundred percent original. Which yeah, um, yeah, it's it's rare, and that's sad because there's there's really good editors that are good at editing pictures, but not very really good at thought processes, I guess, and coming up with <laughs> own ideas. Uh, which suck. I mean, I've had, I, I couldn't tell you how many uh, edits I've had of mine that the people cover up my watermark and post it as their own. And and the cool thing is, even though I've got a small following, you know, 8,000 something people um, on the, <laughs> on my second page after Zuck killed my first one, um, <laughs> you know, th- I've, I've got, <laughs> I've got so many people that, uh, that follow edit pages that are like, uh, hey, Brent, isn't this your work? And I'm like, yep, sure is. And then, you know, and then the person will either block me or delete their post or whatever. But that happens way more often than it should. Um, I've got a good friend on Instagram. Uh, you've probably seen his work he's at Mr. Morris 55. He's, he's the one that kind of got famous posting. Um, the guy that's posting all the murals of Snoop Dogg is different people uh, that that guy's painting. Well, Mr. Morris does all the edits for that. And we were talking the other day and he's like, you do so much stuff that other editors wish they could do because there's a lot of times when I post stuff, it's like, well, you know, I'll see you guys in 30 days or, you know, if it pops in my head and I think it's funny, whether it's offensive or not, I'm going to post it. Um, and you know, none, and I've posted before, none of my edits come from a place of hate. If, you know, you're going to like it or you're not going to like it. And if you don't, I'd appreciate it if you just keep scrolling and don't report my stuff. That would be awesome. <laughs> uh, because, it, because it really sucked when my first page got hit because we had like a really good group of people. Yeah. So and, what, what happened there? What, tell, tell, give us a rundown. Give us, give us your Zuck, uh, give us your Zuck horror uh, story. Oh gosh. All right. So I find it funny to, to include my wife in pictures because she does not find it funny when I include her. In pictures. <laughs> so anything I can do to, you know, partially annoy her, I'm going to do it. Like that's, that, that's just part of She knew that when, when we met, like the, before we started dating, we worked together and I did an edit of her um, from a story I heard from a guy that wanted to date her from a while back. So our first real interaction was me doing an edit of her printing it out and having it where she picked her schedule up at work. We're both, uh, therapists. Uh, she's an occupational, I'm physical therapist assistant. So, um, so like she knew what she was getting into. So come, come February 14th of, I guess it was 18. I'd never been in trouble on Facebook before. Surprisingly had never been in trouble on Facebook before. I posted a picture of a guy in a, in a wheelchair with no legs, no arms, with his wife pushing him on the beach. And I put my face on it and my wife's face on it. And I said something to the effect of, if 
you were able to satisfy your wife on Valentine's Day, uh, stand up and raise your hand. And it's her <laughs> pushing me in the wheelchair on the beach, right? So immediate, never been in trouble before. And they gave me an instant, I think it was a seven-day ban. And within two weeks, I had been banned again and put in jail again for 30 days. And, and within a month of that, they killed my first page with, that was really the only infraction I thought, but, um, that started it. And so I made a couple of backup pages and they immediately killed those pages. And so this, um, my first page, if you didn't guess was called uh, photoshops by Brent. Uh, that's why definitely not photoshops by Brent has been flying under the radar. Uh, totally catching Zuck off guard, uh, much like my, uh, you know, my, my family members that helped run the page, the Hint Brenderson and, uh, you know, my Aunt Brenda, uh, people like that, 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 that have eventually been killed off by Zucky as well. So right now it's just uh, me and a couple other people that Why aren't we uh, interviewing Aunt Brenda? That, like, <laughs> right. Aunt, well, Aunt Brenda, uh, if her story, if you didn't know, she got killed um, by, uh, by Hillary Clinton after posting some uh, – Hillary Clinton meme. Actually, she committed suicide, two shots to the back of the head uh, <laughs> after posting a Hillary Clinton meme. So. It happens to the best uh, of us. Right. Allegedly. Yeah. Um, I actually yeah. just read a New York Times article today that says that uh, 60% of deaths uh, post the last election are all Hillary Clinton related. <laughs> right. And I mean, it happened in my own family. I, know. I mean, Aunt Brenda liked to drink, bless her heart, but you know. She didn't deserve to die. Well, we definitely want to get this bitch on the cast, dead or alive. Right. Um, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, but honestly, but, like no, that's fun. Like I've gotten to, you know, I've got to do a couple of edits for. Um, uh, why am I drawing a blank now? Was it D Train the the picture for the Marlins back when they were Don in the Trail World Willis. What was it, Dontrell Willis? Yeah, Dontrell. I did a like he. Specifically, you know, he messaged me and requested a, a crying Jordan of a friend, uh, you know, stuff like that that wouldn't have happened had I not been associated with the with what we consider the main crying Jordan page, even though they don't really post crying Jordans anymore. Um, but you know, it's it's been fun. I, I've met a lot of really cool people um, just from doing edits. You know, it's uh, I think it was yesterday. Was it yesterday when the whole um, uh, Gundy thing broke with yeah, him wearing yeah. the, yeah, yep. yeah, like Snoop Dogg posted that one yesterday. Yeah, I so saw like, that. It's, it, yeah, it's pretty cool when like random people will, will tag me before I see it, or not random, but just people from my page will tag me as like, you know, 50 Cent posted this or Snoop posted this. And, you know, that's, that's always fun. Uh, because it's, and believe it or not, it gets kind of, it gets tough when you're trying to continually make people laugh. And you you go through a little dry spell where, especially when there's no sports on television, you know that's like I like my bread and butter with sports and you know politics occasionally. But man, 2020 sucked so hard so far that I, I get tired of doing politics. There's something negative in the news all the time, and you can only make you know so many things positive out of it, or try to make people laugh with such horrible situations going on. Dude, we feel so, your pain, man. It's been a yeah, it's been a rough grind. Even though yeah. weir- weirdly, our page and our brand has never been more successful um, right. since when sports died. But it really just has to do with just a couple of posts that we had that randomly went viral. 
Um, right. But yeah, no, I, I, I feel it's so crazy, you know, because you, you brand yourself as a sports meme page and then right. out of fucking nowhere, all the sports are no dead. Sport. Yeah, nothing. It's crazy. Yeah. We've had a few situations yeah. where like towing the line, like this is sports adjacent you can get away with this yeah and if you're like oh i thought i thought this was a sports meme you're like hey if you know where the live sports are point us in the fucking direction well dude brent (laughs) i guarantee you brent i guarantee you brent knows all about this but there's always those fucking karens on your page oh yeah yeah it does get cleared out so quick though (laughs) like my um like i've got i got an itchy band finger for people like i got like yeah, like you, if you look at my rules, if you scroll down, I got it pinned at the top. Don't attack people personally. Yeah, people are dealing with enough stuff. You know, just come and have fun. If you can't laugh, keep scrolling. If you can't keep scrolling, I can point you to the door. You know, it's it's pretty simple. We don't we don't allow uh, personal attacks. No serious political talk. And it's funny because if somebody says something like politically, that's not just like a meme or something funny. Like everybody else jumps in and is like, hey, we don't do that here. Like um, I've got one lady in, in California who I love because she's a huge Frank Thomas fan too. Her name's Tracy. But Tracy posted one time, she's like, I'm the biggest free hugger, leftist, whatever. And I come to your page and there's stuff that I would never laugh at in the real world. But I can laugh at it there because I know that nobody's going to be arguing in the comments. Like it's, we kind of, it's a self-policing state. If you were not the Chaz, it's a little better than the Chaz right now. Um, but you know, it's nobody gets serious in the comments. And if somebody does, I normally don't have to say anything because four or five people will jump in and it's like, Hey, you know, shut that off. We don't do it here. Or they won't engage with them. And when you don't engage with the idiots, then, you know, they don't have anything left to say. And if they do continue talking, you know, I know I know what the fan button is, so you can either laugh or keep scrolling or find another page, really. And and that's awesome because I saw it on your page the other day with just posting about the Confederate flag being gone, and people take it as a personal crusade. It's like take it to a real news page. You know, this is we're doing memes here. We're uh, we're trying to make people laugh. We're not. You know, I don't pick sides. Uh, there's a video on my page. I got. I think the Young Turks did something when uh, the Barry Sanders, Bernie Sanders thing with Garth Brooks happened um, not long after Donald Trump Jr. posted that Magalorian picture I did of Donald Trump as the baby Yoda that people hated, which was awesome. Uh, But, (laughs) you know, for me to get posted by Donald Trump Jr. and then followed by the Young Turks, I felt that was probably my greatest accomplishment of proving that I don't pick sides. If it makes me laugh, I'm going to do it. If it doesn't make you laugh, hey, maybe the next one will. What well, so, heck of an interview answer right there. What's your greatest achievement? <laughs> right. <laughs> Donald Trump Jr., baby. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, because I get – I've gotten – in the past, I've gotten a couple of episodes where people say that I'm choosing sides or whatever, and I, and I almost never have to defend myself. It's, it's people that have been there since the, the first page that are like, are you an idiot? Like, look at his last post. Like, you, you know, he's got a Hillary Clinton crying Jordan in her pantsuit. Like, her pantsuit's crying Jordan. You know, <laughs> followed by Donald Trump crying Jordan. You know, it's the if it's in the news, I'm going to get you. You know, the I've I've been going back and forth. Once I, you know, once I get finished with you guys, I'm gonna probably go ahead and do an Aunt Jemima one. 
You know, I've been <laughs> that people have been on me all day about that, but I've been my two and a half year old son's a pain in the ass and I've been chasing him around all day. So, uh, but my wife's home now. So once I get off the, the phone with you guys, I'll probably go do an Aunt Jemima one. Yeah. Uh, as but, you should. Yeah. Right. As I should. Yeah. But I'm, I'm trying to figure out what route to go with it because I've already seen, you know, crying Jordans. I've seen uh, about every variation you can. So, cause there's some, there's some pretty talented editors that, that frequent my page that are um, the pages that I follow. So I, I never try to do something I've seen somebody else do. And that's, that's another thing I think that um, makes my page a little bit more unique besides it just being a hundred percent original. If I've seen somebody do a crying Jordan on an Aunt Jemima, especially one of the more talented editors, I'm like, I'll point them toward, if somebody asked for it, I was like, Hey, go check out this guy's page or go check out this page. He's already done it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to top it. So I'll, I'll try to come up with another idea. And if, if I can, I can, if I can't, then I'll just keep pointing people toward that page. You're, you're very principled troll. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Honestly, I admire that because I, I I would say, I would say we're kind of in the cup of the same cloth, but very, very young. And right. definitely what I'm gathering is like you, you've developed a culture with your page and right. you have these loyal followers that would like bend over backwards for you. Um, you don't even yeah. need to police your comment section anymore because it gets policed for itself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the, the, that's the good and bad part because when, when my first page got sucked, there was a, there was another crying Jordan page. I can't remember what they named themselves. It was something ridiculous. Crying Jordan lovers. I don't know. Little kid. I don't know. It was something stupid. But anyway, they thought that I was trying to kill the crying Jordan meme. I, I'm not sure why. I was I was actually the only admin on the main crying Jordan page that was actually posting crying Jordan, um, and and I would post numerous other editors and I would tag them because I I felt like if they did the work, they needed the recognition for it. Uh, the people that owned the page didn't feel the same way, um, but they personally attacked my page and considered it an all-out war well are you are not you a long after jordan that my fan, first page got shut Brent? down yes sir are, are you a you michael jordan fan like <laughs> I, I am yeah i am the the last dance was fun to watch and kind of tough to watch because i felt that it was him kind of building himself up you know there was nothing negative said about mj like the whole show or the whole series uh, he, had a lot of he did come off rights. pretty petty so he, yeah, well, yeah, definitely, definitely petty. Yeah. So he had editorial for sure. rights for that. So basically, anything that made it to the screen, he got, he had he had the ability to give it a thumbs up or thumbs down. So right, that's right. why. Horace yeah. Grant went on ESPN Chicago and ripped it apart. Yeah. Like, did anyone listen yeah. to that interview? That interview was insane. yeah. I saw uh, Horace and, and Pippen both were were pretty pissed about how they were portrayed in the episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Scotty was like, "Oh, yeah, that's probably." Five percent of what I actually said. Um, the right. entire sentence sounds a lot better if you, you know, would have left the whole thing intact. Right. But with the last dance, I mean, you have to you have to feel somewhat proud. Um, I don't know if you know this, but apparently Jordan was very, very conscientious about not crying on screen because he, <laughs> because he didn't want yeah. another. Yeah. No, straight up. So he 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 yeah. was he he was so scared that he was going to develop crying Jordan 3.0 because he really developed crying Jordan 2.0 when Kobe died. 
Right. He even mentioned that. He's like, oh, this is going to be another damn yeah. meme. <laughs> so he, yeah, he, yeah. He, I got tagged in that so many times you wouldn't believe it. I got <laughs> that was messaged to me. I was tagged in it. And I finally, I think I made a post on my page finally that I was like, I've seen it. <laughs> it was like, uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, that, that was awesome, though. Um, you know, they, and I saw articles when I first started doing the Crank Door meme back in, I think it was March of 16, um, that, you know, they said that as long as we didn't make money off of it, he was okay with it. But all I've wanted this whole time is like a cease and desist from Jordan. Like, if yeah. I could have that framed <laughs> on my wall somewhere, like, I'd never do another Crank Jordan. I would, I'd keep doing my edits, but. I'd retire that if I had a season to to the show for it, dude. So we, uh, it was the I think it was the uh, anniversary of when Allen Iverson stepped over um, <laughs> Tyron Lue. Yeah, so you did the you did the Photoshop with the the two cats, and then the right. background is where the real action was. Yeah, he, you had all right. these different faces, but dude. Uh, Felipe, although he is a weirdly, weirdly like a legend in Facebook lore, I don't, did you hear about what happened with him or what he did? I did. And that's why I stopped including him in any of my edits. Um, that you're talking about the post in the video with like kids in it. Yeah, man. I, I, yeah. I unfortunately am one of the people that actually saw it and still, to this, still to this day, it's one of the most sickening things. And weirdly enough, we just started this page Jeez, end of last year. And right. um, it was our most popular post by far when we first started. We, we literally wrote like a uh, like an expose or whatever you'd call it about Felipe, like what we thought he was. At this time, it was kind of like this unknown troll. And we kind of right. weirdly worshipped him, made all these memes about him, all this shit. And then all of right. a sudden, I'm sitting on my phone and I see this. And, dude, it was... To say it was sickening is a is a understatement. I, I curse the day that I ever saw this shit. So we've kind of, yeah, like, it's crazy, man. It, it, like it was hardcore, like child porn. And yeah, it's, uh, it's terrible. Like I got people messaging me. It's like, you need to give uh, Felipe another crying Jordan. I'm like, well, what happened? I haven't, I haven't seen it. I haven't been over it. Cause he hung out at NFL memes so much. So I, I had mm. been in that page in a few days and they were like, like he posted child porn. I'm like, okay. So I like looked it up and saw like his apology video and all that, which didn't quite match up to, like what he was saying, he kept contradicting himself. And I was like, uh, yeah, we, we're going to go ahead and remove him from the rotation. <laughs> I, got, I got some cutouts I used, and that one's not in there anymore. Like, yeah, I can't. Uh, I'm not. I'm surprised he didn't get in a lot more trouble for that. Uh, should have. <laughs> but uh, luckily, I didn't I didn't see any videos. So I just I just heard of the aftermath of it. No, we were we were really fascinated by the guys. A lot of people were. And then he just, man, after that, obviously, he just completely lost his luster. But to be honest, even bleeding up to that point, he was kind of getting old. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people in our conversation yeah. are like, why do you keep talking about this guy? I'm like, well, first of all, if you saw our website, website statistics, you would understand yeah. why we keep talking about this yeah. guy. Right, uh, right. But yeah, it, it was it was well-timed as far as his uh, longevity. Yeah. Well, see, I had started making it kind of my mission. Anytime I saw him post, I would do an edit or five of him in, in, in less than flattering terms. Um, I, I have certain pictures uh, saved on my phone for people such as Felipe. And, uh, and so when I'd see him post, like I'd immediately just drop it in the comments and, um, I, I'd get, I'd get quite a few likes on those. And, but then if I posted them on my page and people were like, can you not post this guy over here? Like we see him everywhere. This is our safe space. 
Uh, can we use this for everybody but Felipe? <laughs> and I was like, nope, I'm going to do what I want to do. And this is why I've got my home page, but, uh, but I've tried not to overload him too much over there. It was usually only for something pretty negative. I'd include him, but then I stuck him in that picture with the, like I said, the Alan Iverson and Tyrone Lou in the background. And yeah, I'd get, that would be probably the most comments I get is like, Oh, there's Felipe again. <laughs> that's, or, uh, yeah. That's what Drew is famous for. So Drew, if, if anybody in our comment section is like, why are you posting a meme of Rob Ryan? His response is, Oh, you want more Rob Ryan? <laughs> and the next like 10, the next yeah. 10 memes will be just random Rob Ryan memes. So Any, Hey, anytime I can help out with that guys, let me know. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, dude, I, I we'd a- love it. You need to give us some Rob Ryan edits. <laughs> so we're, we're fascinated by the concept of just taking some super obscure people within the sports right. world. Steve Belichick. Steve Belichick is one of them, dude. What a treat. <laughs> oh gosh. So yeah. you, you know, Steve Belichick won sexiest man alive in 2020, right? <laughs> is this on, purely on your page? First unanimous it's, selection ever. Yep. It was actually made history. People Magazine unanimous selection. The whole world gathered around it, and it, honestly, it's probably the best part about 2020 so far. I think we'd all agree. <laughs> I saw that picture of him the other day, and it was like, oh my gosh, he looks like he walked off the set of Philadelphia. Like it was just, <laughs> it, it was such an awful picture. I know. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is great. I, I probably should have saved that one then. So yeah, I'll, I'll hook you guys up. I'll, I'll come up with some. some we, we were asking, awesome. what's the over under on uh, hugs received by Steve Belichick when he was a child? <laughs> zero. <laughs> this man received zero hugs. He's got this kind of anger in his eyes, like his dad never gave a fuck. <laughs> Unrequited <Anger>. love. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's definitely a sad anger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, poor little fellow, never got any love. <laughs> Well, Brent, oh, dude, we really appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, we definitely want to have you come on again, if you will. Um, Absolutely. We hopefully when sports are back on. Uh, <laughs> right. and, and dude, we're we're kind of you know we're all we're all kind of getting started in this thing. Uh, we we're we're just kind of launching off right now. Um, you've been in the game though for so long. We respect the shit out of your work. Um, you're a, clearly an extremely funny dude just naturally, so it completely makes sense that your page is so funny. But, dude, we, we, we really appreciate you coming on, man, and uh, you're, you're, you are a legend. Absolutely. I, I appreciate it, fellas. It's, uh, I, I appreciate the love your page has given mine. Um, like I said, it, it's nice to, to look and see a notification, and it's from you guys because it's, it's always been something positive. Uh, it's, it's nice to, to get noticed by people doing kind of the same thing. So um, it's, I, I try to give your pages, you know, uh, the attention when I can, when I'm, when I'm not chasing around a two and a half year old, but, uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. And I'd be honored to come back on and, and hang out with you guys. It'd be a lot of fun. Dude, we really appreciate it, Brent. And, um, enjoy the Aunt Jemima meme. Uh, tre- <laughs> you know, uh, tread softly with that one. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, it's cool. Cause I got, I, I got drafted. Again. I don't know if y'all know this. I got drafted by the black delegation back in 2018, <laughs> first round. Like I got the paperwork and everything. Uh, they traded Candace Owens for you, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> so I got, I've been I got seeing my, uh, a lot of people trying to jettison her off. So, <laughs> right, right. It, it's like I got my ticket to the cookout, and then all of a sudden COVID's around, and I don't get to go to the cookout. So, uh, one day, one day. All right, buddy. We'll keep keep fighting the good fight, and dude, just honored to have you on, man. All right, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, Y'all take care. Thanks, Brent. Talk to you later. Right, bye.
The legend. That was awesome. The legend, Brent Henderson uh, from Big Hurt Rocks. So much to learn from that guy. I mean, so he's, he's been he's been through it all. I mean, he's he's literally comment sections, getting shut down, controversial subjects. I mean, there, there's honestly a lot. He's to glean he's from that so guy. chill too, and um, comes out with some really controversial material, which is which is why I think I love him so much. Is because like he he's so good at just kind of like throwing some hot sauce on and then just kind of walking away. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like he'll he'll, he'll throw some spice in and just be like, you know what? I'm not gonna just, fucking touch just this. Just doing that for a little bit. Yeah. So dude. I might be giving a bit of the secret recipe out, but like you definitely out of all of us push the buttons the most. You, oh yeah. You, you yeah, you Drew, you for Shock. sure. No, no, because you, to to me there's 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 two different types of trolls, right? There's just the dumb guy that's making a comment that he doesn't understand. And then there's another type of troll that comes in and they they have like a very strong will to push harm, right? So if you'll notice, there's a million people that say like this is the worst meme I've ever I've ever seen. Those people I've literally come in and say thanks a lot, man. Then there's other people and and they come out with these comments and I you can kind of tell the difference between like casually just like like dumb and mean and like very deliberately mean. And I go out for the guys that I think are very deliberate. That was the best part of the interview is is how he talked about how he and I don't want to use the word um, like dictated but he really controls his comment section oh yeah very well he said he bans like, a lot of people which we have vi- banned very few people yeah, um no, to be I, honest that, that, we again there was another learning point no we sure. we let the trash take themselves out to be honest yeah. it, it, <laughs> almost 90 percent of the time like all if i see somebody and i think they're just being a fucking dickhead or going after somebody or going after us in like this weird way i'll fucking try and take it to the next level I go. I put my full blown troll hat on, and dude, it's 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 not even a way that I would even react in normal situations. But some people, you know, it it, it there, there's these times when a troll needs to be dealt with by a troll. Yeah, I truly believe that. And, and in long term, for what we're trying to cultivate, yeah. If we piss those people off and they leave, yeah, even better. Thank God, <laughs> even better. It's like some of these people, like they leave. Like, say we blow up, like four years from now, like those are the people I'm gonna I'm gonna. They're gonna look at the page and be like, oh yeah, we had the weird altercation. Be like, yeah, dude, go fuck yourself. We never wanted you on this page. <laughs> right. But That's awesome. So let's let's move on here. Uh absolutely. <clears throat> another interesting point of news that happened this this week is uh it came it became reported that there was several NFL players contracting coronavirus, including one Zeke Elliott. Which I mean, it makes sense. Like these people are people. Like they're they, they have everyday lives. They're out. If you look at the the, inse- the infection rate, like it was, there's going to be players. I mean, it's happening in every sport: college football. It's happening in baseball. It's happening everywhere where it's happening. But um, for it to be a marquee name is pretty interesting. Yeah, and b- you better believe we're gonna get some content out of it. Oh yeah, <laughs> could it happen to a better? Like already kind of a weird fringe guy with a lot of drama. Yeah, I mean, there's also the whole thing with Zeke and Dak, like, doing the party thing when right. it, they're supposed to be under lockdown, so, like, serves you right kind of thing. But, anyway, I feel I just feel like the whole Zeke thing... I wish it was is, Earl Thomas, though, I'll be honest. Uh, that, you know, that wouldn't hurt. Imagine, imagine the memes. <laughs> him, his brother, Earl and, Thomas and, him, his his brother. brother and the girl yeah. get it. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think he'll be the highest profile guy to get it. Like, it, it, it's inevitable, which is why For sure. I think Pro- it makes He might be the this, highest paid. Of NFL players, but you got you got to imagine too. Like, there's going to be, historically speaking, from 
the, the kind of history of these kind of you know, these these kind of situations, there's going to be another wave in the fall when they're playing. So I'm sure somebody else will get it. Uh, there's oh, going to be mean, a starting quarterback that that misses two or three weeks. I mean, right. just just pencil it down. There will be a starting quarterback that loses potentially a quarter amount of the season, and it costs them. It, cost them a, a playoff burn. yeah uh, I mean, the all pro safety for the broncos uh i think it's kareem jackson yeah uh, he, he got he news came out today that he he uh, also has coronavirus so i mean it's it's gonna happen there's gonna be plenty it's gonna be spread throughout the players especially in the nfl but ha- does this impact your thoughts on zeke for fantasy and almost, were you uh, already downgrading zeke and fantasy to begin with dude, opposite newman he's he again i'm i'm not a scientist but I don't think you can get it again. You can. So he, you can get it again. Yeah. Okay. So, so again, so everything with this, with this virus is extremely fluid uh, because they're trying to isolate characteristics of the virus versus if there's multiple strains, if it's been mutating, all that stuff. Uh, but there have been indications like in, and I think South Korea, especially uh, where it looks like you can get it a second time. See, that's why I was thinking he was the safest bet of all time. Right, because he's already got it out of the way. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, fucking Zeke is automatic. Who cares if he averages 3.8 yards? You know he's going to potentially run for 1,000 yards and get, you know, potentially 10 touchdowns. Yeah. So. But, I mean, where, where are you going to take him this year in the draft? I, I think I don't think this really hurts him either way. I, I still have him probably end of the first round. It, does, it doesn't affect my view of... Zeke whatsoever. What does affect me is this play on the field the last couple of years. Yeah. How about, how about the change in scheme? How about the, yeah, the loss those, those of players that Dallas Absolutely. Faced? So I think I was already downgrading Zeke a lot. Yeah. This definitely doesn't help, no. but it may. But he's still it, end of first, well, right? What, what may happen, I'd probably Beginning push him to the second, but um, what, what may happen with Zeke is that, you know, some people may discount him a little bit. And there may be in, maybe some second, vowel. Newman? No, I said into the second, not end of okay, the second. Okay, good. But when I when, when I say end of first, I'm thinking like eight, eight yeah, nine. It, dude. I, I eight, I could definitely see him at 100. Yeah. percent it's, it's weird. Half of the it's first weird round. that I'd probably take Derrick Henry over him right now. It's I bizarre. Would. Yeah, it's fucking bizarre. If you if well, you look well, at Derrick Henry's last more. 20 games, yeah, Derrick Henry looks good. But he's I think so ca- hit or miss. So so yeah. Mike McCarthy is the new head coach for the Cowboys. Yeah, he does not like to run the ball. He, he doesn't, doesn't like to run the ball. He wants to run the spread. He wants to run. He wants one West Coast. Yeah, but I just think that Zeke's. And then Travis Fed- Frederick is gone, their center, who Looney filled in last year, but whatever. And then Byron Jones, they lose him in the secondary. I think their defense is going to be a little bit worse, sure. which means that they're going to have to throw the ball more with Kellen. You know, Kellen uh, Moore is still the offense coordinator, yeah, right? Yeah. Between him and McCarthy, I think it's going to be a lot more throwing the ball, a lot less running the ball, which I think hurts Zeke's value. Sure. So, uh, so um, Brandon, you talked about a quarterback potentially getting it and missing a, a big part of the season and, and teams losing games from this. Um, so what starting quarterback do we think is most likely to get the coronavirus and why is it Sam Darnold? <laughs> I mean, do we not already? Yeah, it has to be right. He, he lives in or Well, the surrounding areas of New York city, New York metro area. Yeah. Um, and if you get mono, you're definitely gonna get Corona. Yeah. Right? I mean, he probably well, makes Baker's out with strangers. There, so. right? <laughs> Baker, <laughs> you know, Baker's clubbing, I can you see know, Baker that fucker there. ain't social distancing. I can't, no, Dude, no, no. That guy, he, he's I can't wait till, a step back. He's, de- he's dedicating himself to football this year. Didn't you hear? I can't <laughs> wait till uh, Baker retires and plays Burt Reynolds and like some football biopic. <laughs> So it's it's terrible, but it's true. There's some diseases that are just internationally like uh, people have apathy for, right? Like cancer. Anybody has cancer, oh, yeah. like oh my god, like oh I'm so sorry you have cancer. Like obviously it affects so many people. 
then there's, 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 there's other diseases that are almost like comical and mono is one of them. Yeah. It's actually a weirdly serious disease, Sure. by the way. So I, I, I gotta, I gotta call out all the fucking hypocrites on our page that dude, we lost a lot of followers over the, over the Zeke coronavirus on Instagram. Instagram is like the butthurt capital of the world. Nobody gets more butthurt over. Oh, it's peaks and valleys. Instagram, like nobody will love you and nobody will hate you. Yes. But dude, people, people, I mean, just straight up, we probably lost a hundred followers. It's funny. Uh, over, over some of the Zeke things. I was, oh, dude. And I was like, oh, good riddance. Uh, yeah. Back to what we were saying. Um, if, if you're going to leave over a Zeke Corona meme, just wait till we're in football season. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying. So, but when Sam Darnold got mono, everyone thought it was fucking hilarious, including me, by the way. I still right. think it's hilarious. Yeah. What a dumb disease. I, dude, I've, I've, I've never heard of a football player getting that, like, ever. It was always, like, this weird disease that for people like teenagers. got. Like, yeah, for teenagers, yeah, I exactly. Thought you, I, thought, I, I thought after I 16, you can't get it anymore. Right. I would have right. figured Mark Sanchez would have been the, the Jets quarterback to get it if there was going to be one, just to be yeah. fair. Well, dude, <laughs> true. <laughs> he was, like, Brady hook, hooking up with, like, 18-year-olds. Yeah, Brady Quinn would definitely get it. Um, but Sam Darnold, there's something about that guy. Like, it, like mono's a high school disease because it's when people start kissing, and that's how they get it. But, like, Sam Darnold got it, I think, in the pros because he just started trying butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> unsubstantiated we don't we don't know that to be true no that's 100 true that's a feeling it's a good time to remind everybody it's a satire parody site parody baby can't sue us fuck you speaking of parody we had another topic uh earlier this week um somebody that we, we had to reuse a little bit of information uh and post somebody who has some really big ears so be careful what you say about him yeah that was an old meme of ours uh about kyle shanahan that really aggravated the uh san francisco band bandwagon when we first yeah posted oh my it. dude it, his ears aren't that big no he's the one guy that's just like you can tell he's so in love with that guy and he's brand new to the page yeah dude i've never there's never been a person athlete celebrity that i've worshipped so much that i would go to bat for him online no never no <laughs> fuck care. that oh, oh so I, I i think we want all want to talk about kyle shanahan but let's go around and like so for me victor oladipo like is my favorite athlete um but i don't give a shit like i would rip on victor oladipo tomorrow if i had to like just like you said drew like there, there isn't anyone that i would no. cry over online because because of uh, would anyone defend anybody me? no i, I, I defend Jameis sometimes in debate but that's not uh, oh you definitely de yeah but that, but that's not i don't think that's what we're talking about here yeah, I think my, my favorite athletes might be like, uh, I mean, I, I love Matt Slater, but yeah. I'm not going to like, I'm not the gonna, goat. I'm not going to defend that guy. Like, no, he's a goat. Not. He's the best. I, lo I love Matt Slater. The greatest is at his position at all time. And it's really no disputing. Yeah. There, there's a lot. There's a lot of goat arguments out there that are heavily contested, right? There's yep. so many arguments for either way. There is no contesting that Matthew Slater, former first round pick, right? By the way, third, third round pick. Oh, third. Okay. Yeah. Still somewhat high, you know, yeah. in, in the in the higher um drafted as a wide receiver. Technically he's a wide receiver. Drafted as a wide, wide receiver. receiver, he is the greatest kick cover specialist dude in the history of the NFL. You know, you know, there is one guy that that could potentially usurp him. He's he's probably already past the point of being able to do it, but one of the greatest gunners the league has ever seen, weirdly enough, Cordero Patterson. 
Yeah. Because of his that. ridiculous oh, speed. Yeah. Oh, shit, Drew. Um, so Darius Hayward Bay, monster bust, draft pick out of Oakland, went to Indy, sucked, actually became a Pro Bowl special teamer in Pittsburgh. Like, was a phenomenal gunner, blocker, cover guy in, Great. in Pittsburgh. Good thing, so, good, thing the, good thing the Raiders took him in the first round, right? Right. I, I was just bringing it up like as a someone. You just wanted to bring up a Pittsburgh now. thing. We know. Right. Had to. <laughs> Can I resist? Wait, I can make this about Pittsburgh. <laughs> Speaking of. Yeah. So, so thoughts on the Kyle Shanahan extension. Why? What is he? I just. What has he done? I, I absolutely love it. I think Kyle. I, th- I think Kyle Shanahan is a phenomenal coach. Do you like um, the, the, the there, terms to that? There is a over-exaggeration of this clutch ability, and I truly believe this. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's guys like Andy Reid. There are so many coaches in history and teams that have just had these horrible misfortunes, and you can't say that there's like this clutch. At some point, it's chance. Well, well, and at the with end of the Kyle, day, he's not on the field, right? Right. He's not the guy. He's not Jimmy Garoppolo missing a wide open wide receiver on third yeah. down to keep the drive going. He's calling the play. He's like, Jimmy, the throw's there. Make the throw. And he doesn't make the throw. It's not Kyle Shanahan's fault at the end of the day, right? I, I, I definitely blame him a lot more for the Patriots loss than I do for the Kansas City loss. Dude, the Kansas City loss, Jesus Christ, it was in their DNA. They've been doing it all season. Every single game in the fucking playoffs, yeah. it looked like this, the Chiefs were going to lose. So in the Super Bowl, every single person, dude, I'll, I'll bet the ratings didn't even slightly dip when when no. the Niners went up by ten. There's no way no. because, dude, I was and like, t- I'm going to fucking win 25. this thing. Yeah, ten is not twenty five, and and like you said, I mean, that's just what Kansas City was doing in the New England Super Bowl. Like there was some fundamental fundamental play calling. Problems. Exactly. Yeah, he, he didn't he run got, enough. He got away yeah. from running the ball yeah. with Devontae yeah. Freeman, who was having the best game out of any so player. So gambling on the didn't change it, like. Like DraftKings, who that's that's not to pimp them or whatever. That's who I use. And all up there, every time uh, Kansas City got down by a substantial amount, um, I would mash uh, Kansas City to come back and win. And it did very well for me. I was waiting for that in the Super Bowl. They were like, no, no, we're not losing money again. Yeah. Like there was <laughs> never this big slide on Kansas City as, as an underdog because like – even even Vegas knew that no no, no, no Kansas City's coming back. Yeah, that, that's not and, Kyle and, Shanahan. And if you look yeah. at the, the the term, like the money's high. If you compare it to some of the other coaches around the league, it's a big salary. But at the same time, it doesn't come in the cap. So who the fuck cares? Yeah. It's like it's not. It doesn't count against the cap. It's not and my money. Coaching matters. And right. here's the thing: San Francisco learned from their prior mistakes. They had Jim Harbaugh. He was doing yeah. very well there, and they said, "Oh, you know what? We think our GM's more important than our head coach." Yeah. So they kept Trent Balky. Harbaugh winds up leaving because they can't figure out their differences. And then they go down into the toilet for, what, three, four years yeah. before they get Shanahan. Yeah. So maybe they learn from the mistake and they're like, hey, you know what? We need a good coach. We've never been successful when we haven't had a good coach. So let's uh, let's keep that part that we can keep locked up, lock it up, and then worry about the rest of it. Yeah. So, so you know who Mahomes reminds me of so much, and I don't know why the comparison isn't thrown out there more. I think the comparison isn't thrown out there enough because he's weirdly forgotten by history. But in my opinion, he may be the most talented player to ever play. Currently, if I were to give you my list of most talented players to ever play the quarterback position, Patrick Mahomes would be number one. Directly after him would be Dan Marino. They have so many similar qualities about them. 
they were they're like the exact same guy. Dan Marino was actually weirdly mobile when he when he was early in his career. By the way, Patrick they were, Mahomes they were is also not, both baseball players. Patrick Mahomes yeah. is not that fast. He ran a four eight forty. He yeah. he's he's kind of weirdly given a pass that he's fast. I think because he's, he's quick black, more than like, he's fast. Yeah, quick quick more than fast. But when you agree, like because he's a black quarterback, just, people just assume that he's faster than he is. Sure. I mean, I could name. Jesus probably. Christian Ponder's there's, faster there's, than there, him. There's probably 14 starters in the league that are oh faster than him. Straight yeah. up. You're bringing up Christian Ponder. Just, Straight up. Just there's, saying. there's probably 14 uh, quarterbacks in the league that could outrun Jameis or Pat Mahomes dash. in a foot race. Oh, Pat oh absolutely. Pat Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jameis is, is slow as hell. <laughs> he's another James one where people just shit. assume that he's yeah. athletic. And it's like, he, no, he's like Tom Brady fast. No, he's weirdly mobile like Ben Roethlisberger. Right. So have Ben Roethlisberger. Dude, honestly, the. The comparisons out of college were so bad for Jameis. I was like Ben Roethlisberger, and yeah. some some scouts that give it I, I to like him. I like Favre too. Favre is a good comp because the, the, the willingness the, to throw into was coverage. Dude, I like I like the Roethlisberger because because I don't know Roethlisberger. There was a time in Roethlisberger's career that he was pretty reckless with the football. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, he's always. I, been, I mean, he even would you not say that about, about Brett Favre though? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, but different eras. Different, right. yeah. yeah, yeah, different era. What were we saying? Oh, I was just saying they're both gunslingers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. cut from the same cloth on that. But I, so it seems like you guys are all in favor of six years for Shanahan. So, My so, only question is why? Like, it, it's not well, an extension wh- wh- of six years. It's an extension of three years. I understand yeah. he had three in the books, and then they they oh. tagged on three more. Newman, I, I definitely get that. Um, but why? Like, like I don't understand what you gain. It, this isn't college where we like. You know what? We're signing you for four years. And because you're you might be leave here for yeah. three to four years. Like I don't understand why it's not like you're recruiting free agents for four mm-hmm. to six years from now. I don't understand what the difference is from three to six. So it's not that I'm against it. I just don't understand. It's actually a great why. point, especially after just making it to the Super Bowl. Why negotiate right now? Right. It's the highest it's going to be. If you're him or if you're the team. If you're the team. Yeah. No, that's fair. Uh, I I do understand. Why don't that they can play another year or two out? Yeah. Um, and I mean, worst case, here's the thing. You know, you could say, oh, well, maybe we're saving some da- some downside risk in case he brings us back to the Super Bowl for the next couple of years, right? And we, we real often become this perennial powerhouse. Right. Uh, he's still going to be like, give me more money. Right. So y- there's no there's no upside to it, which I understand your point in that, in that respect, uh, Brandon. Are you guys ever surprised by how little coaches, head coaches, are paid in the NFL? I'm, it, some, sometimes it surprises me how much more a lot of players are getting paid to them. Absolutely, uh, and I feel like to be fair, the only sport that coaching really matters in is football, dude. It's yeah. so important in football. It doesn't it's matter everything. in basketball. It does that much. It doesn't matter that much in baseball. It doesn't matter that much in hockey. But football, it absolutely matters. Dude, when, it when shines its head the most in college football. Like you immediately know a, yes. a bad college football coach because I think that I think the talent gap is so much narrower. See, but- at least in college, oh, no, that's not true. at least in college, you can be a good recruiter and and run a decent program while being a subpar coach. So I think college is a little bit different than than the pros because uh, agreed, especially Calipari. in basketball and football, you can be a real exactly Calipari. I mean, you can you can name a million people in, yeah. in terms of the recruiting realm, but like that are really good recruiters and are like you know just average. Uh, I'm sorry, really good recruiters and just average coaches. Yeah. In the NFL, you cannot be that. There's no recruiting in the NFL. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, there is a, a de- degree of recruiting, but overall, it's not a big portion of what you're doing. Right. It's, a, it's a fair point. 
Spe- speaking of uh, coaches and recruiting, uh, one guy who was really good at recruiting in college and still had success at the NFL level is Pete Carroll. Yes. Did you happen to see that he came out and said that he, uh, one, wishes that he had signed Colin Kaepernick a few years ago? I did see that. And then um, that he believes that Colin Kaepernick should have a fair shake. And give me your thoughts on whether or not Colin Kaepernick will get signed this year. First of all, no, cry, no. cry me a fucking river, Pete Carroll. I hate him. Get the <laughs> I, fuck I, out I, of here. What a hypocrite. He's the worst. He's the biggest fucking hypocrite I've ever seen in my life. Dude, college recruiting comes up. Who's the last person you want to hear about from in the NFL about college recruiting? Fucking Pete Carroll. Why are you giving your opinion about things that you fucking violated in your past? Right. Straight up. He's the biggest fucking hypocrite. Like, I don't want to. That makes you look worse oh, saying you were going to sign him. Because exactly. Because now it's cool to, not, not cool to sign him, but you guys know what I mean, right? Like, n- now it's a trendy thing to say. What a fucking, like. Yeah. Where, where was this two years week. ago? Exactly. Like, Drew, that's what you were saying last week. Like, you show your true colors in, in these times, and he has made himself look exactly what he is. I believe they a signed former former TCU great Trev- Trevon Boykin as their yeah. as their uh, backup quarterback instead of Colin Kaepernick, who right. later, uh, what, had a domestic violence assault issue right. or something like that? Yeah. It reminds me of, like, have you ever seen, like, somebody, and you've known them very personally, and like a celebrity or like a musician dies and they're like really overwhelmed by it. You're like, dude, I've never right. heard you bring up this person in your life. So it's like this feigned, like, you just want to jump like on hindsight, yeah. like, like it's not even like nostalgia because you were never really, it's like, oh, like David Bowie died. And dude, I, I was bummed with, but I, I knew a bunch of people that were like lamenting David Bowie and I was like, dude, I didn't. Never once heard you talk about David Bowie or, <laughs> or play him ever. Un- like, unfortunately, Kobe did that a lot. Like, I saw a lot of my friends yes. who literally know nothing about sports. Like, they couldn't hold a sports conversation for more than five minutes. Came out and were like, "Cry, I'm crying." I but did Kobe not this. fuck you up? Just, and I know it's a completely different topic, but it it, it fucked me oh, up. Co- Kobe fucked me up big time. Um, but I think like, he's the most recent. And I saw so many people from my high school, from college, come out and like, this hurts me so bad. I was like, you didn't even know he changed numbers. Right, you don't, right. like, you don't even know anything about this dude. You're doing it for the clicks and the likes, and it's just the day and age that we that we live in, and it's so unfortunate. Sure. And it makes me incredibly mad. Incredibly mad. Speaking of doing it for the clicks and the likes, how about them Bucks uniforms with Tom Brady in them? <laughs> Yikes! What a segue, Nor- Newman. You're normally yeah. really good at segue. What a horrible yeah. segue! <laughs> yeah, that, that was um, one of the yeah. worst segues so, you'll ever have. I don't. I don't know if it's the male model in him and those those sexy high cheekbones, but uh, it didn't even really look that weird to me. And and I honestly, I like the Bucks jerseys a lot that come in their new jerseys, especially that, that alternate jersey. So I didn't really. It didn't bother me, dude. I'm sorry. I can't just segue away from Newman's terrible segue. Yeah, we can't I pretend tried. like that didn't. I try to be a pro. No, dude, get the fuck out of your your professionalism. That's Clicks the worst. Seg- it's like being like, Doing hey, it for the gram. hey, mom's <laughs> mom's funeral was pretty great. You guys want to like? You want to get something to eat? <laughs> <laughs> you guys uh, feeling ice cream tonight? Or <laughs> I'm feeling like a rocky road. Yeah, that was okay. All right, now back to the right. I, I couldn't let it go. Fuck that. No, yeah, so bad. Worst segue and. Podcast history. I mean, Tom Brady does it for the gram a lot. So, 
<laughs> he does. He, he's a social media god. He might be the, the greatest of he's all time. He's a very self-aware social media guy. For sure. Definitely. He definitely likes to make fun of himself, too, which I appreciate. But no, I thought, again, didn't look that strange to me. It was jarring to me. Like how unstrange so it was? I went to the gym this morning, and, and uh, I literally told somebody... They were like, I was like, they were wearing a TV 12 hat. And I said, did you see Tom Brady in the, you know, the new Bucks? And they're like, yeah, it was pretty jarring. Right. And I go, it was like the first time I saw Bruce Jenner as a woman. Oh boy. And, and dude, he immediately, and I, I, I completely understood. He, th- he thought I was being like super like homophobic, but I actually wasn't. I'm not saying like, I thought I was like alarmed. It was just so fucking different. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm like, yeah, no. Like he completely misunderstood what I said. When I saw Bruce Jenner as a woman for the first time. It was very, it was very shocking. Sure, not in like a bad way, but I was like, "Oh, okay." This is completely different. Yeah, that's than what completely I've done different. That's exactly life. how I felt when Tom Brady was in that Bucks jersey. He looks like he's almost being swallowed by the mediocrity of the team that surrounds him. So I've I've already seen so many bad photoshops and edits that I was like, that phase has already been over it because you know everybody tags me and everything. Uh, Tom Brady related. It's true. So I've I've been over kind of over that uh, weirdness. And now seeing like the actual produced version of it already was a step up from the, the Photoshop garbage I've seen um, where it's just, yeah, just another thing, I guess. Hey guys, he looks good. He, looks he does good. look good. <laughs> yeah, he I, he I looks as good as a 43 year old quarterback. One of us is on record multiple times saying how well I think the Bucks are going to do this year. Look, um, look good, play good. It pans out, man. He looks good. He looks good. I don't think he looks good. I think he looks fucking weird. Yeah. Now I can say his face is getting progressively weird. It is getting progressively weird. Is it getting skinnier? Is it like, is it bigger? It's getting more rugged. He was this doe face boy as a rookie. No tomatoes, man. He was this doe face rookie. And now he's this chiseled weird. He's starting to become, he looks more and more like Tilda Swinton every day. Yeah. And then he oh go, God, he that's goes, hilarious. Like, why have we not mean yeah, that? Dude, oh he God, is. Holy he's got these yeah. gaunt, he's got these gaunt bony features. Yeah. And then like, he's, his nose points out, dude, he's definitely had a nose job, right? Come on. I don't know. He's starting to look like a Harry Potter character. I, like, like kind of like a, kind of like a green got like yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. like with his cheekbones and his nose. Oh, I see it. Yeah. I, I have, I have so many meme ideas right now. I mean, if I'm ready as told us when it's coming your way, dude, what woman wouldn't rather bang 42 year old Tom Brady than 22 year old Tom Brady. Right. He's weirdly like D age, but in a weird way, like a, like a, what's his like name? Jennifer Tim, Aniston. No, like Jennifer a Tim Aniston's way hotter now than she was 20 years. No, ago. no. Like a Tim Burton way. <laughs> he's like D age. Like what? a tip, like he's got like a Tim Burton way. Funny. Like I a, don't understand that one. I don't get that. Tim Burton, <laughs> like Nightmare Before Christmas, we, Edward Scissorhands. We, we know like who these, Tim Burton is. He's got like these gaunt features. He's almost like Johnny Depp-like. He's he's almost getting like weirdly like emo-like in his old age. You know For what sure. I'm fucking talking about. Tim Burton. <laughs> Christ. I, I, I don't think he knew if you meant like in the style of Tim Burton or like One Tim of Burton Tim Burton's himself. characters. He'd be like the lead in like Edward Fuckface. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. So uh, now I'm afraid to segue here. Yeah, dude. Just careful on your segue. Newman, Newman has a nervous to segue. I'll burn that shit to the ground, you segue poorly on this show. So why are we going on the... I want to say on Tame Brady real quick, Derek. I want to say on Tame Brady. Oh, boy. Here we go. So based on the pictures today, 
is is are we going to see this a lot more? Because I don't feel like I saw it from all 30 teams or all, all of the NFL teams today. Like how excited did I think it's just because they have new uniforms. Um, I don't know. That just made me so excited that football is going to come. Yeah. Back. I mean, we'll, we'll probably see pictures from every other team that has new uh, uniforms and just signed a legendary player disposition for the first time as a free agent. No, but I mean, Aren't you pumped to see Patrick <laughs> taking the field? Like, aren't you excited? No, I am. I'm excited for football. Uh, I hope it happens. You know, hopefully Zeke didn't give a bunch of NFL players coronavirus at his house party. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, football's around the corner. I mean, so why we've been recording the pod, uh, MLB, sounds like they're almost done on a deal. Um, NHL is just a matter of when, and, you know, M- and NBA is close. Yeah, NBA is working out the details of the bubble. We're today. so we're so close to sports. I, I'm I'm definitely ready for it. You think about what kind of like, dude? What we've if you're a fucking meme page right now and you're covering only sports, it's rough time. Yeah. Rough sledding. Yep, we're almost but, through. But it. it's going to be so overwhelming. Like we're going to need more people come 60 days from now. I don't like, know. There's going to be so much insane content come August and September. We're not going to be able to keep up. I've been chugging like, along real, at like real 5% talk. capacity. So <laughs> I, I definitely have some more to give. Uh, there's just nothing to give. I've never on. seen you give more than 5% capacity. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> please. I've written three articles in one day. Ooh, <laughs> I haven't written three articles in. That was like six months ago. <laughs> yeah, it was such a lot. Uh, yeah, back. Yeah, way back. Remember, we, remember sports. Nobody's right. None of you motherfuckers are you remember, doing anything. You remember sports? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm more like my back. Literally, I threw on my neck this morning at the gym, just fucking carrying you. Bitches. I'm more. I'm more like reaction. I, I you know, take I, I on, wrote an article since February. Without, did you see on. Brent's meme on uh, Mike Gundy with the 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 crying yes. Jordan? Though? Yeah, dude, it was so good. Snoop, that, that Snoop Dogg reposted that, it. That was yeah. amazing. Um, and speaking of can Mike we Gundy, transition to that though, like yeah. that, that's actually a phenomenal transition. Newman's trying can, to. Can, can we talk about the just Brent was on the show? The, 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 the transition. True, the true characters are coming out in college college football, college basketball. Um, that just, Dude, just Gun- people- Gundy is absolutely going to say something that gets him fired one day. If it oh, yeah. like it's going to happen, a hundred percent. But uh, you know, he was able to he was able to walk this one back. This wasn't even him saying anything. It was just he's the I'm forty but- guy, right? Yes, he yeah, is. Yeah, dude, it, he keeps <laughs> popping up. This program's so irrelevant. Right. Actually, it's, they're probably going to be pretty good this year. Oh uh, yeah, I hear that a lot. They were the they were the first team to have players test positive. They had like three players that yeah. reported back mm-hmm. test positive. Wow. Um, but but the <laughs> under guy, that leadership, no way. The guy right. that calls him out is Heisman candidate Chuba Chuba Hubbard, who is really good. He had an amazing season last year. He's is that like, is that Tua's brother? No. What? <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so Chuba yeah, Hubbard. So, so Ch- yeah, Chuba Hubbard um, calls him out, and then he walks it back, and they have a little press conference, whatever. Uh, the mullet, though? What are your thoughts on that mullet? Come on. I think it's glorious. <laughs> yeah. Do you want him to keep it or, or get rid of it? The least racist part about Gundy is the mullet. <laughs> Which is saying something. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, the, mullet, the mullet's just, a t- it's, it's almost like a silencer on a gun. It just takes away like a little bit of the bang of his racist comments. Yeah. Uh, I, the, guy, I mean, the guy strikes me at 100% as like an ignorant guy. Yeah. And, he's, and his apology was so 
yeah. written for yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I felt the same way about that apology and, and the video. I thought it was kind of cringy. Just the, like the, the smacking hands that's, and that's giving a transfer. hug. He's like, yeah. now you talk. <laughs> I was just like, this is so forced by whoever their PR person is. Yeah. Like, this Horrible. is terrible. But um, Chuba Hubbard's a really good running back from Oklahoma State. So I did to want his to, brother. I did want, or yeah, I did want to uh, chime in on something that you guys discussed last week, where you said who's the best player that you saw play in college. So for one, I have a question to Brandon. How old are you? He's our age. So, so, so um, how the hell did you see Anthony Dorsett play when he played? At, he was drafted into the NFL in 1977. No, so there were separate questions. 1977. No, the no, question was. There were, there, were two <laughs> there, there were two questions. It was, who did there, you think no, was no. the best college player ever? And yeah, then who that was did you see? Right. Dubich yeah. is right. There were two separate questions. questions. They were trying to ambush well, somebody weekly. Yeah, so come so, on. So Famous isn't even Jesus. this episode. My, my best college football player ever went to Oklahoma State. His name's Barry Sanders, who had the greatest running back season of all time. Yes. Uh, in 1988, the year was actually born. Um, <clears throat> and in terms of the most dominant player I saw play in college, Cam Newton. He never lost a game as a starter, won a national championship at junior college, and won a national championship in uh, Division One, where he literally carried his team. There was like two other players on that team that were good enough to get drafted. But does longevity not play into it at all? I mean, because I just I love. I'm just the, talking about most dominant player I saw in college. I love that Newman. I love that Newman is is so uh, just dedicated to getting his opinion out on every topic <laughs> that, he, that he actually takes it from a we, topics from a pod he wasn't on. <laughs> well, well, I did. I did want uh, to bring it up because so I, ha- I have an interesting trivia question for you. So okay. Outside of Tony Dorsett, yeah, who are the? Th- there's three other players who have won a national championship, won the Heisman, and won the Super Bowl. Can you name them? Um, Damn, that's won the Heisman Super Bowl in what? And an, and the national championship while he was in college. Staubach. College. No, he the Navy finished second. Uh, uh, they never won a national championship, but that's a good answer. You did talk about one of them last week. <clears throat> Tebow. Nope. Nope. Yeah. On, he was actually your 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 guy was for, Reggie for Bush. Yes, on one of those? Reggie, Bush, yeah. Reggie Bush is is one of the answers. I was taking a flyer just in case Tebow played like as a backup on like a football team. <laughs> he refused to do that. Remember? Yeah, he did. Could have. He was on the Jets though once. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to give you the other answers. Derek, you should absolutely know one of these because it's Charles Woodson. Okay. Um, who? You Damn. Know, Fuck, yeah, I should have known. That's a Big Ten guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot he. Yeah, I forgot he won the me, Super Bowl. Dude. Yep, he won the Super Bowl with the Packers. Yeah, I forgot about uh, that. And uh, Aaron Rodgers' only Super Bowl victory later in his career. And yeah, then no, that's, the, that's the, other, the other one you guys pro- probably weren't going to get. It's Marcus Allen, who um, oh, with yeah. the Raiders and USC and, um, and the yeah, and the Redskins. Yeah. Um, nice. No, yeah, Raiders versus Redskins Super Bowl. He was uh, 1984. Newman trivia. I like it. Anyway. That's fun. That that was a great question. I I performed very very terribly, but that was fun. So that. during the podcast, some some actual breaking news. Um, MLB sounds like they're close, really close to um, f- to coming together on a. So proposal. not really breaking news, but no, this is this is breaking news. This is brand new. So so the the idea here, um, the the owners earlier today proposed a sixty game season, full prorated uh, salary, so hundred percent of that prorated amount of games. Um, capping at about 1.5 billion total uh, revenue paid to the players for salary. Um, training camp starting or spring training starting next week. Season starting in a month from now. Um, that was in an extended playoffs, so that you know the owners get their extended playoffs that they're really asking for because that's where they get their they're going to be, be able to make back some of this revenue. 
Um, the, the, the players aren't going to accept that. They're going to counter higher. And then probably what a lot of people think is what we're going to see in the middle is it's probably about a 66-game season, uh, fully prorated. But the one caveat that it sounds like it's part of the proposal and will be agreed on is extending a DH to the NL for both this season and next season uh, for maintenance issues, for letting people get more rest and, and really growing the pool of players that can receive a higher contract because there's an extra position, an extra premium position to pay. And that will bring it through the next CBA and people are expecting that to be part of the next CBA. So it looks like effectively uh, starting now, there's a DH in both leagues. And pitchers aren't hitting anymore? At all. That So, so I mean, what, what do you guys think about that first? So, so I, I, I've actually missed uh, the pod where we discussed the MLB. Um, I don't understand how an entire season can even play out. They can't. That's why they're doing it, 60 it, games. Yeah. You know, but even 60 games doesn't make sense because you'll still have to play probably five games a week, probably. Yeah. So it, the, uh, the yeah. proposal is 60 games in 70 days. So, so yeah, so it's a normal, like a normal MLB schedule within the window that they're painting in. It's more of a sprint so, than a marathon, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, but what if, what if two uh, starting pitchers go down with coronavirus? You're going to have to pitch four to five relievers. So there's a lot of teams in a, in, a, in a starting. So like, I still don't understand. So I've sided with the players. But I've also the only part that I've sided with the owners is the amount of games yeah. because I st- I don't even think that amount of games that you just mentioned is possible. Like forty eight games, based on but, everything. But I, think about I, it. I how do you how do you play game. less than that? How do, let's, let's just saying, hey NFL, uh, we're gonna play. We're gonna let we're two, gonna play four games. We're gonna let two extra teams in the playoffs, and we're only gonna play four game regular season. But I just don't understand how pitching is going to work. Like, so a lot of a lot of teams are going to go down to a, a, at least a four man. Some teams might try a three man rotation. Regardless, the, the, the strategy is going to change ridiculously. Yeah. So many teams are paying players literally to be innings eaters. Those those players are almost going to be useless. Under this the, the rosters were exactly. were expanded to begin with. So they they said that once the coronavirus hit, they're expanding the rosters from. 26, which this year had, it, it had been expanded from 25 to 26. Now they're expanding it to 29. So there could be some agreement where it's like 32. I see as many as 40 yeah, on a quote-unquote taxi squad. 40 yeah. would be good. 40 would be I good. mean, they have 40-man rosters already, so... On a taxi squad, meaning they didn't have to make a transaction to mm-hmm. move anybody around. It's basically a full-on postseason roster day one. It's got to be bittersweet I, for teams like the Dodgers who made trades for guys like Mookie Betts, but then they also made trades for guys like David Price who... At his current salary, even on a per game basis, is really only valuable as an innings eater because he's a really good pitcher. Regardless, he's but, a solid number three but or he, four. He's but only worth even slightly the amount of yep. his contract if he can eat innings like he does. He needs yep. to be he needs to be able to average seven to eight innings a game. That's his. That's a lot of his worth is because he's going to be able to put up a mid three ERA. You know, high three ERA. Uh, be so Drew, very, his worth becomes more now. Now, now that he can eat innings. He used to be a three, but now he may be a two strictly about the innings that he can eat because players aren't going to be able to rebound. Yeah, but if you, well, but if you, not if you have Clayton Kershaw, I don't agree with that at all. 
It's going to be more of a short-winded yeah. type stretch, 100%. Yeah, Alex Wood, Dick Mountain, like they don't yeah. want him out there. Pl- the whole players, time. players will pitch longer into games because they're not literally one of the largest aspects of baseball is you're controlling the total amount of innings that they're playing in a season. So if you have guys like Alex Wood, who they've controlled his innings his entire career, or a lot of guys, especially LA, who's notorious for controlling for, innings, for sure. The, uh, every team controls innings. You have Tommy John surgery. Um, yeah. Who's the fireballer for this for St. Louis? Uh, that that tore his UCL last year. Uh, Jordan Hicks. Yeah. yeah. So guys like that, like you're you're just gonna throw guys like out like that out there, and they're gonna pitch more innings than they ever have. I, I think for LA specifically with David Price, I think that actually plays into their advantage because he's going to be more fresh come the playoffs, which you know they're going to the playoffs, and you know David Price is going to have an effect on that. He's going to be able to pitch with more velocity because he's not as tired from the long stretch of having to play the entire course of the season, right? So, he, you know, that's, controlling that, the burst. That's one of the reasons he's valuable, though. Is that yeah. he, I, I get that point, but I think, so here's the thing. His stuff has, has taken a step back from what when it was when he was with the Rays, but if he knows, hey, I don't have to worry about pitching deep into the season because we're already to the playoffs. I can let it fly. That's that, good may, that may uh, tick his stuff back up a little bit. And, and specifically on him, he's he's one of the few starters in the league right now that's had success coming out of the bullpen. Mm-hmm. In his Absolutely. Career. You guys Absolutely. are not figuring in. What you guys aren't fi- – so everything you guys are saying, you guys are expecting a normal July through end of end of playoff season. That's what you that, – well, everything you guys are saying – is figuring in a normal season. What did we talk about an hour ago? What are you NFL talking about? Starting quarterbacks are going to miss the season, are going to miss games. Yeah, but that but, but we're talking that's not until October, November. Yeah, we're, we're so talking about the starting playoffs, pitchers bro. are going to miss games in July. Starting pitchers no, are going to miss games so. in August. So how do you how do you backfill that? Like, how do you backfill an innings eater like Alex Wood? With like a 40 man rotation. You don't need innings. You don't need the innings. Like, there's like less Wood. innings. Yeah. <laughs> there's can, less innings to cover, bro. They could, they could literally just bring up more starting pitchers from the minors and then overload relievers, bring in relievers earlier because they don't have to keep the relievers as fresh. And, I mean, and also, the Dodgers are loaded season. in pitching. So, the, yeah, they don't the, have to worry the Dodgers, about it. the Dodgers have Kershaw. The Dodgers they, are a bad example they there. Have but. Kershaw, Bueller, they have Wood, they have Price. Dick Mountain, they have Price, they have Urias, they have Dustin no, I, May. I see. I see. Ross Stripling, Gonsolin. They're pretty thin. I see. I, dude, I, I definitely see your point, though, Dubich. 100%. It's, 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 it's not, we can't just knock that off. And it's true. And also, like, once a player does test positive for coronavirus, how long do they keep that player out? We don't know yet. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you have no yeah. idea. So that could be a really long time. Like you 14 know, fourteen days. That's, so that's so the N- the NBA the that NBA is, is is fourteen days is what they're ruling for the bubble is they're they're gonna isolate or quarantine the player for fourteen days. So um, that's probably the the mark that most teams are gonna get to. I'd imagine. So for a starting pitcher, that actually doesn't really matter that much because that means you miss what three starts, two maybe, two maybe, yeah. True. It just doesn't matter that much for a starting pitcher. Yeah. So baseball, honestly, in any format, doesn't really sound that exciting to me. <laughs> it's definitely less exciting because uh, I, I really think that part of what makes baseball so great is the fact that it is a marathon. It is. The, the, I disagree with that. What about what? About, I want to go to the NBA for the bubble thing, though. The, the What about the snitching rule? Did you see that where like players oh, have yeah. a hotline? Yeah, they have like a hotline. They, they basically have a hotline. They have a snitch line? They, they have a snitch yeah, I didn't know about that. So they have a snitch line where basically players can be like, hey, yeah. so and so is not following protocol. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, 
Takashi's going to be on that right. line 24-7. How many times do you think LeBron would get already, snitched on? I already saw, I already <laughs> saw true or false? A, a meme, so I didn't get to do it because somebody already came out with it. But it's like, man, who's going to be the first player on the snitch line? There's just yeah, a picture Chris of Kyrie Paul. Irving on his phone. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, it's definitely Kyrie Irving. 100%. Uh, well, is, are, are the Nets even in it? I don't think they are, right? Dude, Kyrie Irving's a bitch. Is Dwight Howard still in a roster? Because he's on. He's on. He's on the he's Lakers. He's on the roster. <laughs> he's on the Lakers. Yes. Dwight Howard's <laughs> yeah. about to win a championship. Yeah, he's he. He'll be a huge snitch. Like that dude can't can't get out of his own way. Dwight oh. Howard would definitely be a snitch. Wh- who's he snitch on? Giannis. <laughs> Probably. Or how Harden? how ridiculous or, is that though? It, it's it's a it's a ridiculous concept. I don't think it actually holds. Yeah. Um, They'll do away with it pretty, pretty in pretty short order. But it's just, it's really funny to think about. Yeah, just <laughs> you know, go around here, right here. Who out of us four, starting with Drew, who would be the biggest snitch on this podcast? Go, biggest snitch. I think it's you, dude. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> yeah, it's you. Probably. Yeah, it's yeah, probably me unanimous. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You're you're the biggest snitch here. Yep. Well, so and so. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. We got a rat. We got a rat in the crew. <laughs> Just makes me think of The Departed. It does. It does. I, I watched that movie last night on IFC. It never disappoints. Wait, no. The Departed? Oh, my God, dude. Fucking. That's one of those movies where if it's on, you just stop. Dude, it's phenomenal movie. Just every element. It has so many of my favorite actors and movie creators. It's just, it's just everything. Everything you want in a movie. Oh. When Matt Damon has that gun on Jack Nicholson, spoilers for fucking the party, he's like, all that fucking and no kids. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's fucking the great. If it's you great. if you if you're getting spoiled by Departed right now, no empathy. You, you've no empathy whatsoever. You you suck as a human. It's awesome. <laughs> you suck as a human. All that fucking watch and better no movies. Kids. Speaking of suck as a human. If you're following, if you want to follow a page where a lot of people that run it suck as humans, you fall on the right page. <laughs> Keep it up. Truly, this has been weird. Let's give Brett a good, a big shout out again. That was fun. I really enjoyed. Yeah, it. that was definitely Brett, the highlight of the podcast. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> on the cast, dude. You're you're a fucking legend, dude. Funny ass guy, was he not? Yeah. Super dude. Super funny. Super funny. Yeah, and, and just doesn't care i i didn't expect anything less but i i wouldn't have been surprised if i was disappointed yeah and that like he he's one of those guys that he just totally delivered so brian thank you so much for coming on the on my podcast and uh for everybody else out there this is flight to tunisia mm. our royalty free track royalty free we're not paying anything for this bad boy thank you very much for joining the sports memory podcast good night